0: Hey friend Welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Greatly appreciate you taking the time once again to join me here on the back deck, the balcony of the home, the pastor's home that I get to stay in while here in Auckland, New Zealand. We're having a wonderful time. I've been uh, tromping the world just a little bit, trekking across some different places. Of course, back in December, I was in uh, Myanmar, Burma, and uh, New Thailand, South Korea, not too long ago go. And then this month, I've had the privilege of being in Australia and New Zealand. And I'm excited not only for the opportunity, but also for the fact that I get to come home. I'm greatly enjoying my time. We have been treated like Kings. That we, a lot of, um, there are a lot of Filipino folks in some of the churches that we've been in. And uh, going to school on the uh, West Coast and uh, being around big cities, uh, of course, melting pots. And Australia very much reminds me of that Sydney where we were not too long ago. But the Filipino folks, uh, for some reason, and I was joking with them. And I think for those of you that are Filipino out there, you may understand what I'm saying here. Number one, the food is phenomenal lumpia adobo it was just absolutely grand I, if a problem is i have uh, my relationship with food certainly isn't as good as it could be what i mean by that is if i see it i want to eat it right well, here's a problem those filipino folks those ladies making phenomenal food i think they felt like if i went 2 hours without eating they they something was going to go wrong And so they're constantly, constantly offering me. And the problem is it's so good. It's not even like I can just turn it down and just, oh, I'm just so full. I was so full, but it was so good. And so I kept eating and eating and eating. And so I think I need to fast for like a week or two or something like that. Just forget the spiritual benefits of it. I just need to do it for the physical side of it because they absolutely slammed me full. I'm probably going to come back uh, weighing 15 pounds more than I did uh, when I left. But anyway, having a wonderful time. I, i just talked about food for about five minutes, haven't I? I should probably add some of the spiritual things as well. We've put out many gospel tracts and many of you that are listening right now, you have had a hand in the, fa- in the opportunity for us to put out gospel tracts because you have partnered with our ministry. Maybe you've partnered in prayer. Maybe you've prayed for us. And if so, that is, of all the things I could ask you to do, praying for us would be number one. Of course, we also ask that you use our gospel tracts. You can go to BibleTractsInc.org. That's BibleTractsInc.org and get some of our gospel tracts. And then, of course, if you feel led of God to partner with our ministry and donate. We had someone just a few days ago, earlier this month. They listened to this broadcast. I think it was when Bob was on, and he would talk about what we're doing in Myanmar, in Burma. And I don't even know how strongly I made a plea for it. I don't think I did. But Lord moved in his heart, and he was already a gentleman that supported our ministry for $50 a month. And, you, sir, if you're listening right now, you know I'm talking to you already partnered with us $50 a month and felt led to bump it to $100 a month. And I, I told him when he, when he emailed me and let me know that he was going to be doing that, I said, sir, the fact that you'd invest in us at all it just means so much to me. But the fact that you'd feel led and you'd follow the Lord's leading to up that investment, that partnership, uh, we're floored by it. And sir, if you're listening right now, thank you so much. And But to the many others, he's not the only one that supports this ministry on a full-time basis, if you will, on a monthly basis. God has been very good to us. But realize, of course, that costs have risen significantly. Our tracks cost about twice as much to print today as they did 15 months ago. Now, realize God still owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and He owns the land underneath it too. And so, understand that we're not worried about it whatsoever. What I'd ask you to do is to consider praying for us before you partner with us financially. That would be the last thing on my mind. I'd ask you to pray for our ministry. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate that. We're in the Book of Mark today. The book of Mark, chapter number one, and we'll be we'll be looking at verse number twenty through twenty-nine today. We started as we began and laid the context for the book of Mark. We started with like just one verse, maybe two v- verses at a time. And we're taking a few more chunks. We may not always take them this big, nine verses at a time, but today we will. Mark chapter one, verse number twenty. Mark chapter one and verse number twenty. The sun here is so piercing it's in a good way. I, f- I feel like I'm probably going to get a, a phenomenal tan while I'm here, uh, just on the one side of my face, because I'm out here on the back deck on a balcony overlooking a beautiful inlet here. It's absolutely gorgeous, uh, the setting here, and uh, New Zealand as a whole is absolutely phenomenal. But uh, the sun is on the right side of my face, as those of you that are watching on YouTube and Facebook can tell. I am uh, squinting just a little bit to be able to see my Bible because the on bouncing off the white pages of my Bible is incredibly bright, but we will do our best together. And of course, realize as you're listening to this, I am 15, let's 17 hours ahead of you right now. And so if you're wondering how in the world is he talking to me right now? Well, it's the miracle of radio. All right. Verse number 20 of Mark chapter one. Here we go. And straightway, he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. Realize we just talked about Uh, Mark chapter 1 verses 16 through 20 yesterday when he called Simon and Andrew Jesus did James and John verse number 21 and they went into Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught and they were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes and that will be our theme today authority and there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned amongst themselves, "What?" thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, again we see that word, authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee, and forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, we've just read Mark chapter 1, verses 20 through 29, and really our theme and thought today will come out of verses 21 to 29, but we see a man that had authority, authority. Now, I have an illustration from my time in Australia that I want to share with you, but first, let me give you the definition of authority. What is the definition of authority? Well, I'm reading it from Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Authority can have multiple meanings, but number one, legal power or right to command or to act as the, quote, authority of a prince over subjects and of parents over children. Now, I've got to say, to that bird over there, I'm not familiar with the um, species of New Zealand, but you may hear a bird that wanted to be on the Bible Checked Echoes radio broadcast today. And so if you hear him, give him the attention he is due, And uh, but try, if you can, to listen to the Bible study as we continue on in spite of him chiming in. Uh, authority, number two, the power derived from opinion respect or esteem, influence of character or office. Number three, a testimony witness or the person who testifies as the gospels or the evangelists are our authorities for the miracles of Christ. Of course, weight of testimony, weight of character, precedence, government, But to a large degree, we can actually probably take number one and number three as a good baseline for this topic of authority, legal power, or the right to command or to act, or testimony, witness. Well, this Jesus that we discussed, that these scribes and Pharisees and whatnot were so flabbergasted by, he most certainly had authority, did he not? Let me give you a personal illustration of how to lose your authority. I don't mean to be demoted. I don't mean to be fired from a position of leadership. We often traveled by train or by tram while we were in Sydney or around Sydney. got to preach in multiple different churches at a phenomenal time. It was wonderful. But when we did have an opportunity for some sightseeing, got to see the Sydney Opera House, and it was just—it was beautiful. The 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 the, the Harbour Bridge was just incredible. Uh, Sydney, uh, relative to some American cities, was a a lot cleaner than maybe I expected. Not that I expected it to be not not that, but most big cities are not the nicest. Sydney was fairly nice a great time there. And two of the Australians, we enjoyed your food as well, a menagerie of all kinds of things. I think the first meal we had while, here I go talk about food again, but the first meal we had when we landed was Costco pizza, actually. They had just gotten a Costco in that neck of the woods. And so anyway, we took the train or the tram often while we were uh, traveling around, trying to go to the opera house or downtown Sydney and things. And the, the, the brand or the, how do you call it? The, the name of the train system, I think, I believe is called Opal, O-P-A-L, I think. And I don't know what it stands for, but when you got on the train, right before you got on, you were supposed to swipe a card or scan a card. You could use a chip card or credit card that had a little chip in it. You could use an Opal card, one of those traveler cards or whatever you could pay for, probably gave you a discount or something like that. We weren't there long enough to get one, but you were supposed to swipe on and swipe off. Before you got on the train, you're supposed to swipe. And when you got off the train, you swiped. And depending on how far you were from your original destination, it would charge you. For your original uh, um, point of origin, it would charge you. Well, we got off. And of course, we swiped every time we got on, every time we got off. And it was probably three, four, five bucks, depending on how far we were going. It wasn't too too insane of a cost. It was much more convenient than having to get a taxi, Much more uh, much more expensive mode of transportation. So it wasn't bad. But we got off one day. And a boy jumped off right in front of me, and he ran up, and he was so excited to swipe his card. And his father walked up to him, and he was going to swipe the card. He was about to do it, and his father kind of just grabbed his shoulder and stopped him. And I heard him say, it was all right in front of me, he wasn't really even hiding it, he said, don't swipe the card. We didn't swipe when we got on. And he said, just so matter-of-factly, just we didn't swipe when we got on, as if it was Okay as if it was all right, as if there was nothing to be bothered by. Now, you realize what that man and his son, his son, of course, inadvertently, he was not trying to, but you realize what that man did. He stole a ride. He stole that leg of that journey from the, from the, whatever, I don't know if it's a government owned system, rail system or how it works, but regardless, he used the service and did not pay For the service. He said we didn't scan. Now, the way he said it, it was the way he said it that captured me. He said it as if he didn't care less. It wasn't, I forgot to swipe on. He said, didn't swipe on. It's fine. Let's go. And I think of that and I realize how easy it is to lose authority with one's children. Do you realize that man, rightly so, probably in future days will have no authority? with his children because he can't speak as one that has authority because he's a liar he's a thief he 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 so blatantly in front of his child friend jesus lived 33 sinless years on earth he is the son of god he my friend has authority my question is do you do you have the authority that comes with righteous living i'm not saying you're going to work your way to heaven i'm asking do you have authority We're going to continue in the book of Mark. As we continue on, join us tomorrow. Have a great day for His glory. Thank you for listening today. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.